Hey, I'm Mackenzie Cameron. Welcome to 20 or 20, a dominionated podcast featuring conversations with Canadian musicians, 20 minutes or 20 questions, whichever comes first. Today on the show, I am joined by KCMQ, which rules because Baby Casey, KCMQ's debut record, is one of my favorite albums of the year. If you were born around 1991, I think it could end up being one of yours as well. You'll probably like it even if you weren't born in and around 1991. It's just very good. KCMQ is also one of the folks behind Club Quarantine, a popular COVID-era club that exists on Zoom. We are going to get into that as well. But first, you should follow Casey on all the social platforms, at KCMQ. And now here's a bit of the song that kicks off Baby Casey. This is You Plus Me Forever. Caught up in a trance I never can forget All the reasons that we tried And I'm losing my mind It's a ballet romance And I'm with you today You and I got a shot All alone in the bathroom Stop running on the wall With a heart inside it all You and I got a shot Always taking it way too far Running on the wall With a heart inside it all You and I got a shot all alone in the bathroom, stop running on the wall with a heart and says it all. You and I got issues, always taking away too far. Running on the wall with a heart and says it all. You bless me forever. KCMQ, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so just before we get into uh, baby Casey and uh, and kind of your year uh, that you've had here. I just want to let everybody know how the show works. I'm going to ask Casey either 20 questions or we're going to talk for 20 minutes, whichever one comes first. If I ask 20 questions in less than 20 minutes, then you know the podcast won't be very long, but uh, hopefully that won't be the case. Uh, does that all sound good to you, Casey? It does. Okay, cool. I'm going to start my timer right now, and uh, I'll kick kick us off with my classic first question, which is where do you live and why do you live there? Uh, I live in Toronto currently. Um, I just moved into my own apartment and so I'm living by myself and that's been a change of, uh, scenery and pace, but I'm really happy about it. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been like Toronto has, has been where I've also grown up. I grew up in Hamilton and then to Brampton and then to Toronto. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's where I love to be at this moment. Did you, did you move in by yourself before lockdown? Was it like, okay, now I'm by myself and now I'm no, very much no, by myself. No. I was, <laughs> I was in, um, I was in a roommate situation and very happy there actually. Uh, it's just, it just felt like, um, a good time to sort of, yeah. Like I just wanted to get sort of get into my own headspace a little bit and just really just live on my own. Yeah. Cool. Now Toronto is like generally a place where there's lots of stuff going on, concerts, you know, club, w- clubs, whatever. Because of COVID, any of these places are kind of have fizzled out in a physical sense and, and maybe like have forced to find new ways to exist. So, and right at, at the outset of things locking down in March, you and three other friends found what essentially became Canada's the world's like hottest online club. Can you explain to those who might not know uh, about what club qu- quarantine is? what club quarantine is and how it came to be yeah club quarantine um 
is it is an online virtual club we hold parties on zoom and we started basically right at the beginning of lockdown uh, myself mingus uh brad allen and serena uh we all sort of came together and just decided to put on this uh you know we wanted to we wanted a place for all, all our friends to hang out and that and that sort of turned into a much larger thing than we possibly could have expected I, it's kind of great like it feels like a real community was kind of cultivated and you've mm-hmm. done like fundraisers and all that sort of stuff can you believe what club q kind of became no absolutely not i think we we totally when we started it were were completely doing a thing that was fun humorous to us good times and 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 when we realized that it was actually like okay this is actually a job that we are fully like invested in and like you know for those for those first three months of the lockdown we were we were putting on parties eight days a week or eight (laughs) eight parties a week oh my god (laughs) so so it was uh it was it was yeah it was a different time we were so like so focused so so intense so much different stuff to do and and and, uh, pretty overwhelming and all that but also you know we had a great time it was probably good to have something like in the midst of all this, like kind of chaos and uncertainty to like have something just to hyper focus on. Yeah, it was it definitely like it, it, it was an interesting shift because if anything, I, I had felt like just over. Yeah, like so much work. I was waking up working right until like time, time to sleep. Like everything I was doing was just was on my phone, in these calls, on Zoom all the time. <laughs> Uh, and would you like, yeah. would you DJ the, like the party as well? Yes, exactly. Oh exactly. So it's like, I was also like acting as resident DJ. So I didn't play every single party, but I definitely played quite a few. So in between like getting, like working on stuff, I'd be preparing new sets and trying to make edits like over the, over the course of the day. And then, yeah, it was lots of, lots of things happening all at once and like trying to rack our brains around what we, what was coming our way sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I can't even kind of imagine what that must feel like to start something that you think is like going to be, I don't know, not work. <laughs> that is yeah, the opposite it, of exactly, work. And then exactly, it that, a full time job. <laughs> no, no, no. It was completely out of like, like pure fun. And like, and we also, I mean, I guess like a lot of people, we didn't anticipate how long the lockdown was going to be and like what we were actually getting into. We just sort of, yeah, we just wanted to do something for that as as a good time. Okay, so on top of uh, starting Club Quarantine this year, you also released um, your debut album, Baby Casey. Mm-hmm. And before we kind of get into it, I and I must admit that like I don't usually ask guests this, but what year were you born? Oh, <laughs> I was born in 1991. Okay, okay, I I so was <laughs> I, Be- and okay. I asked this because musically for me, this hits like three very specific sonic sweet spots so like late 90s pop and boy band stuff then like theatrical emo stuff like follow boy and like my chem Mm. specifically in the in like your melodies and then also then this like kind of modern semi-ambient thing that i would kind of say starts with like i don't know frank ocean's blonde that kind of like just that sonic palette 
and all of them feel so potent for nostalgia for me. Then I listen to your album, like this is almost too, too intense yeah. for me to listen <laughs> You're to. Tapping in, those are all the things I oh definitely my feel God. like I was tapped into. That's so cool for you to say. Well, it must, and I think it's an it's an age thing because I feel like those influences can really shift, even if it's just like two years difference. Mm-hmm. Were you consciously mining all those sounds and influences for for this, or am I projecting this onto you here? N- no, no, no. I, I I'm not sure. Like. It, the 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 ambient style stuff has been always something like like in, so important in my life and has like been a thread in my work like i love classical music i love i love calm music like i love to just chill and have those kind of sounds in there um so that's like that kind of uh, emotional landscape is is just like something that's a, a through line um and then like the 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 spirit of maybe that that like the boy band stuff and meets fallout boy my chemical romance stuff like those worlds were sort of like something that i had been reflecting on as like a as like a thing of my youth and like where i've come today and like how like even the pieces from those boy bands uh and 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 follow Boy, like what i was attracted to was also in that ambient emotional landscape and so so i was sort of like seeing like doing some like deeper deep reflection on like who I am and how I got to where my musical voice is. And like, I felt like this album was a way to, to reflect on that. spoken around this album about how when you were really young you were obsessed with boy bands and pop music Mm -hmm. but at the same time as you said you were doing classical piano and training uh on that front at the time did those feel like separate things or was it all kind of just musical was it all just music to you like did it all no they felt it's so funny like at the time they felt so separate i can just be sure of that like i can just imagine like it's time to play classical and like i'm playing my classical pieces and then it's like time to go dance in my room and make movies and whatever like it was this even though they both like i enjoyed them both it did feel like okay i did this and then i go over there and do this um which is like been an interesting thing to think about like as i grew up and continue making music sort of compartmentalizing things almost sometimes to a fault where i really um really like now i'm sort of seeing that like really like trying to bring things together and really trying to meld so that like those things yeah they don't have to feel exclusive that was something that like i feel like i've continued to learn and and continuing to learn like continuing to see like i i pulling this and feeling this and and you know seeing how those things can intersect is is such a beautiful quality because that's really our influences are such a big part of who we are right yeah and it feels like it's such a shame to be like well if i'm you know writing pop music i'm not going to put any of this stuff that i like obviously you want to combine all those things for sure and like i had like different like i had a piano teacher once say that like you know i couldn't play 
classical music if I was going to be interested in pop music. Um, and it was like a very weird thing to hear. Like, yeah, it didn't, it didn't sit well with me. So like, I, and I think I was like, sort of like thinking about that a lot. And now like, I just know that like, of course those things can, can intersect. And they do. That's why like, that's how music evolves and does its thing. Right. Like it's just so necessary. When just like that has just like that comment from a piano teacher, like affected you and how you thought about these, I'm sure that opinion that they were putting onto you was put onto them by somebody else who also well, felt totally. right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and and there's only at some point it has to you have to sort of challenge that. Um, and and yeah, like I could see what 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 they were she was maybe trying to go for, but but the reality is is like I guess in that way, like I also didn't want to be just a classical player. I wanted to be a musician that was that was inspired by so many things. And so like classical can be a huge role while pop is also playing. Like these things can just exist and you can become who you are, like as your own identity kind of thing. Well, so let's kind of talk about that because I, I, you've also talked about how like the binary of that era of pop music, like how it was, you know, boy bands singing about getting the girl or wanting the girl and then even vice versa with someone like the Spice Girls singing about the, the opposite. Well, and then I think, about, and then, and, oh, and I was kind of thinking about this today, I was thinking about a band like Hanson, where it was like dudes who sounded like girls and kind of looked like girls. I don't know. Mm. It, it seems like a whole, that whole era of like pop music feels like a psychosexual minefield to me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you unpack that a bit on this record. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah. Like, I, I, I that was something that I really like had written at length about like just I like for a while I would write these like stream of consciousness like thoughts about that like history and growing up within that and like I think I was doing it in sort of a way to to find deeper like to dive deeper into what baby Casey was about and and pull it lyrically and sonically like so like I think when I was going through that I was I was thinking about the fact that like for me personally, I was uh, like attracted to these boy bands that were, yeah, as you said, like, you know, homoerotic, like, but singing about wanting this girl and, and, and it, and it confuses a kid a little bit or it confused me. Um, no, I think it, I think you're I think it probably confuses a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Like in, in just the way that like, that, I, that you sort of, you would want to disassociate from certain attributes, but also you're, you're, you're supposed to assume others. And like, and, and, it, and it sort of, I, at times I feel like it could have set, set me up sort of to assume um, style and charisma and, and personality like needed to be shaped in a certain way. And it was almost like, you know, you want to, you just want to, right in you know like you just want to like you just want to like get that that's that energy when you know that that's just like not the case like you you have to discover yourself and you have to like it was just a, it was just also just like a false reality that is attractive and magical and like interesting and you want and you and you want to you want to be a part of that when the music's so, great and the music is great too right like it's all mm -hmm. in the totally like the energy is so attractive and and you can, you can, it can be an, it can be a beautiful thing. And it was a beautiful thing. Like I enjoyed every minute of 
in, in like like of that music and i think it only after time like sort of growing up and starting to go through puberty and things like that where you would sort of like look back on just like a few years ago where you were like really into this and now you're like well that's not like um i don't want to be that because that's that's gay or whatever you know like um and so because of that you start to reject parts of yourself that were you know you intrinsically enjoyed and 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 found magical and like it, it's such it's it's a very common thing i think in a lot of things like with disney and 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 just things that that we we see as joy that we have to sort of like say like okay no more like now i'm now i'm older or whatever and i and i but those things that maybe were complicated in your life and played interesting roles yeah they they sort of affect you uh unconsciously yeah and yeah it makes me sad to think about the fact that like who are we who are we doing that for like who do who do we who are we rejecting that like who do we think we're trying to like please or mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, probably mm -hmm. nobody in particular it's just like yeah it's yeah it's 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 like misunderstandings and people find trying to find like some sort of ground for who they think they should be rather than just allowing for that to come out naturally did emo bands make that worse for you did that make the confusion like better so cuz cuz that's another yeah, interesting one right, where right, it's right. like i think i think at that point like i was starting to fall in love with those bands i really liked Silverstein as well and like all these various groups and but I think at that point like I was already like so repressing whatever desires and sexuality I had it was just like I was just fully um engrossed and enjoying that music because the melodies it's just great music um but but hard to think if that actually just like further perpetuated ideas for myself I don't actually know like I mean I didn't I guess I didn't really know of too many emo bands singing about like same sex attraction or something like that. Um, but, but I don't know if that, yeah, I, I think it was already just out of like, uh, I was just already in it at that point, like being like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not gay. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad that you're not suppressing it. I'm glad that you're over that. Yeah, 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 exactly. That, that, that changed, that changed, that changed, that, that helped like, works through that now was this was this record something that kind of was therapeutic for you to kind of go through and explore all that stuff and kind of get it off your chest totally like i think because what i really wanted to focus on was like was the childhood aspect and how complicated that could be even like just thinking about the question we talked about earlier like how i realized it's just so it's just so complicated so nuanced like joy versus like manipulation like these things like they just they often exist and it's like what's just what's happening so like i really just wanted to get into that um but i think the real crux is that a lot of it was joyful and a lot of it was like based around pleasure and 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 desire and those things can can yeah can become complicated but but they also you know the reason why you it's called, the word is pleasure.
for anyone who hasn't heard this, the record, throughout the record, you kind of include these different clips from what I understand are like old VHSs of you performing mm-hmm. or, or whatever that your parents maybe took. Um, when did you decide to include those in the album? Because it adds such texture to the whole thing. And like, yeah, yeah what was the, what was your thinking behind that? Yeah, when I, I mean, that was also like, that was pretty early, actually. Um, th- those elements was like, sort of like, oh, I want to like, I want to see the, the duality happen at the same time. Like, I want to see childhood, like, literally pulled right up to the present. Like, and how can I, and like, what ways can I show that this is like, the, the, the youthful side of yourself is like as present as the today of who you are. Like those things are there. So like I had realized that I had carried these VHSs, this, these recordings, these like all these different bits. And I was like, if there's a way that I can, um, you know, cross over in the album and bring this all together, it's, I just felt like then, then the experience will be felt like of this youth present future. <laughs> You pulled it off, I think. Like, thanks. Was thanks. it a difficult process to like go through those, go through those, and kind of find the right clips and stuff? Um, n- no, I knew I knew the ones that were that that played important roles to me, and and yeah, like the 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 last track is like was like just when I was getting into Evanescence, and like and 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 it was like just <laughs> yeah, and it was yeah. like just before like I went through puberty, so my voice was still like just like singing really high notes and so um yeah it was like totally i was just like oh that that would that's a really interesting moment for me you know what i mean like this sort of changing this like uh um uh, 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 and of imagining being a star and like that's like what the child was doing me (laughs) um but yeah but i had like but then i also just knew that i just wanted just songs that could be bookmarked throughout that could reflect on these ideas, but not be so like, so meta in that way, like to directly pull from it. So it, it was all like interspersed, I guess, in that way. Uh, it, it makes it, it makes the whole thing. Well, it makes the whole thing feel like very kind of cinematic, which cool. is interesting because you, you've also worked on a bunch of film scores as well. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, but like, are those, are those separate things for you for like producing the pop songs and producing the film scores or is it, is it, have you, have you gone to a point artistically where you can kind of just like, yeah, I don't know, use it all. Yeah. It, 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 I just lately have like, like, I think when I started working on the album, I was also thinking about like how I had been working on film and I was attracted to narrative and story. And like, I think that's something that I want to continue to hold on in my work like i think i've tried to explore areas where i where i push away like story and narrative and and it, and it serves a purpose but 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 i i i love a i love seeing yeah just a, a shape come together right and and so in film that's so um often the case not always but but it is um a, a big role and and i and i sort of yeah, I started like thinking, thinking like, how can I have that experience on my album that's just sonically like that that doesn't that doesn't completely um, rely on visual. And although like the visuals have become super important for the album as well, it's it's it was like it was that was in support of all the story that I'd already sort of made with the music. Can I ask you about? Can I ask you about your relationship or like kind of how you feel about hyper pop? 
Because, right. okay, because to me, the promise of hyperpop is that it kind of, not only is that binary, like of, you know, that heterosexual binary in pop music gone with hyperpop sort of, but also same with genre. It's like, it's what we've been talking about. It's like the total blowing up of all these different boxes and not, mm-hmm. I don't know, not needing to like be any one thing. Mm-hmm. Do you, what do you feel about it? Like, how do you feel about being labeled as Yeah, a- I think it's, I think it's, a, I think it's a cool term really like in that, in that if it's, if the term is like, if the term is meant to say like that expression can be ever changing and, and this is, and it can take the limits of and push the boundaries of what pop is. Well, that's just a great title, right? Like that's just, that's totally, that's exciting. And, and that's, that's fun to think about. Like, I also think pop music does that too, though. <laughs> like, I like the hyper pop is a fun term, but like, I do think pop has, we've seen that word change so drastically in what it is and what it's reflected as. And so like, in a way, like pop music is also doing that in the first place, right? Um, pushing these limits. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, I think about it, I think it's so cool that like kids might not feel as like, might not be as punishing for kids now to like, I don't know, get into this pop music and not have to go through all those things that, yes you know, yes. you went through where you're totally confused, where it's like, yeah, it's, it, it feels like freedom to me is what it kind of sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I really do feel like there's a great, like, it's, it's really so exciting to, to allow yourself to enjoy what you enjoy. Like, we can we like can get rid of like the guilty pleasure like why does it have to be guilty right like you can just like it like it's not that big of a deal you know it's cool it's cool it's like a cool time for music i think um so Mm -hmm, i agree the last question i always ask on the show is if you can recommend uh, another canadian artist that everybody should be listening to is there someone you that comes to mind um the first person that comes to mind is sadani i'm a huge fan i love uh, everything Sidani makes, great rapper, uh, yeah, just a huge, a huge fan. Not the first time Sidani has been uh, has been uh, recommended on, on the great. program, so maybe we'll have to maybe we'll have to get Sidani on the program. Yes, is yes, what we probably should idea. do. Uh, Casey, thanks so much for for being on the show and and uh, talking to me and and congrats on baby Casey. It's it's oh, fantastic. So I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. Twenty or Twenty is brought to you by Dominionated, Canada's best Canadian-only music website, in my opinion. To discover your next favorite Canadian artist, follow us at Dominionated on all the social platforms. Visit the site dominionated.ca and please tell your friends to do the same. Our theme song and original music is by Taylor Barrow. You can follow him at a really slow runner on Instagram. No vowels in that other than the A that kicks it off. The show is produced by me, Mackenzie Cameron. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mackenzie Cameron. No vowels and Cameron. Please like and subscribe and rate on whatever your preferred podcast platform is. If you have any feedback, you can email me, mac at dominionated.ca. Thank you again to Casey for being on the show. I highly recommend checking out Baby Casey in case you couldn't sense my enthusiasm during that interview. It's catchy and honest and interesting. And if 
you're anything like me, you will keep coming back to it. Check that shit out. Next week on the show, I'm going to be talking with Alex Stushinoff of Patient Hands, our first artist from the prairies on the show, and our first ambient artist. It's going to be chill. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.